Hello and welcome to TOEFOP, the TOEFOP 100th episode, the TOEFOP Christmas episode, which of course is coming out on January 21st in true TOEFOP style. Uh, why? Because it wouldn't be a TOEFOP episode, it wouldn't be a proper TOEFOP 100 if we didn't have mic problems. Uh, all the mics were working on the day, but uh, I don't know, something went wrong with the recording. So the audio in this is all over the place, it's the best we could do. Um, look. That's why you have to come to the live shows. Come to the uh, FOFOP 200 at Nerd Melt uh, on February 9. Uh, Matt Kirshen is on, Daniel Sloss, Jim Kirkman, uh, Dave Anthony, of course, and Gareth Reynolds. It's the Fofinger show. Come live because I probably won't record it properly and you'll never hear it. See, that's as good an ad as anything. That'll get people to live shows. Well done, Ando. Hey, thanks to everyone who came, by the way, to my um, DVD recording of Illuminati at the Sydney Opera House. I had such a great time. It was... It was a real highlight uh, of my life, my career. Uh, the crowd in the first show, you were just absolutely amazing. I was a little tight, uh, trying to do a definished, de- trying to do a definitive version of a show that had never had a definitive version. I think was uh, a little nerve wracking, as well as not trying to bang the microphone so I didn't ruin the sound and. Uh, making sure that we're on shots and getting used to the opera house, playing the big main room uh, for a whole show. But thanks to everyone who came out to that show and you were a wonderful, wonderful audience. And then the sh- second show, uh, the same 70-minute show went 90 minutes. Uh, there was a big improv chunk, which will probably stay in the DVD. And that to me felt like a great way to finish the tour. It was a show very much like the show was every night. Every night it was different and I loved it the last time I did it. It was still different again, even when we were recording a DVD and there was a whole bit in there that there was never in any other part of the tour but will always now be part of that show because it was part of the DVD. That was very exciting and it felt like what that show was to me. So I just wanted to say thank you everybody for your support and for putting up with the plugs. I hope that you've liked the free content in exchange for the plugs. At the very least, I'd like to give a big shout out on this episode, of course, to Charlie Clawson, my partner for 100 episodes of this podcast. And without this, Fofop wouldn't exist. And without this, philosophy wouldn't exist. And uh, thank you for supporting those things as well. As well, Charlie has his own new podcast coming out, uh, Totally Awesome with Charlie Clawson. So watch out for that when that's up as well. And I know you're all going to support that. I also want to give big thanks in this episode to John Deeks, who not only did the intro dressed in a Santa suit... Yes, good on you, Dixie. You're a legend, but was also a wonderful, wonderful guest for this episode. Uh, to Melissa, our stenographer, thank you for uh, making our stupid idea come true. Uh, to Justin Hobson, uh, who was in the crowd that night, who's done all the best of Topop episodes and edited a lot of the funny things that we've put on the back of episodes, like the Totally Package and uh, the Cypress Halloumi thing recently. Uh, to Justin, thank you very much for your help in making this podcast better. And also to Reed Parker, who was there that night as well. Uh, Reed, fantastic, uh, mate. Uh, all the stuff you do online um, that is that has been inspired by the podcast or is you know makes the things that we talk about on the podcast better is genuinely appreciated uh, by all of us here. Uh, and last but not least, of course, the uh, majestic James Fosdyke, who did the banner for my uh, DVD recording the other night. Uh, I've just put up all the new branding for next year for Free Will on my Twitter and Facebook, and you can check out the amazing work he's done for that as well. But James uh, is working on a new T-shirt for the Fofan Avengers show for the 200th. They'll be available at the show, uh, and it is an Avengers style thing. Uh, myself as uh, Captain Australia, and Dave Anthony is the Hulk, and uh, uh, we have uh, Jen Kirkman as Black Widow, and we have uh, Matt Kirshen as Iron Man, and of course Daniel Sloss is uh, Thor, and Gareth Reynolds is Hawkeye. So that's going to be a pretty cool T-shirt. So that'll be available and then available online afterwards. 
Uh, it costs a little bit more to make that one, obviously, because it's a big bit of art. So there'll be some posters and a few more T-shirts than we usually uh, have. So if you could buy those, that'd be really cool. It's always the best way to support the podcast. Uh, buy the T-shirts or come out and see the shows. Um, my free will tour uh, is now on sale. So as soon as I'm done with this intro, I'm back to writing whatever my free will tour is. I just had a good idea this morning. So hopefully I'm going to work on that this afternoon. So... I think I've got at least one thing. So that's a good start. Uh, anyway, it uh, starts March 2 uh, in Adelaide at the Adelaide Fringe Festival in the Garden of Unearthly Delights, then moves on to the Brisbane Powerhouse for the Brisbane Comedy Festival, and then the uh, at the uh, Comedy Theatre in Melbourne for a month as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I am doing two shows on Saturdays this year, a matinee show, because I know that people who listen in the country in particular, but maybe some of the older listeners as well who don't like going out that late at night, uh, I'm doing a matinee show on uh, Saturdays during the festival and those shows are already selling fast. So if you like a matinee show, if you want to go and see my show and then maybe go and see another show that night, then uh, come and check me out on the Saturday matinee, the Saturday, as I'm now calling it. Uh, all right, uh, that's enough of me banging on. Oh, I probably should mention I'm also in San Francisco for uh, SF Sketch Fest. Uh, go to the website there and you can see my dates, but I'm doing a show with Sloss and Kirshen together. And uh, we, um, I'm doing set list and a, and a couple of other shows while I'm there. So make sure you check those out as well. Okay, I've banged on for enough. Enjoy this terribly uh, mixed and recorded, uh, very tofop episode. Uh, happy 100th. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman like usual. <laughs> World Wars War. It's free, you know. I traveled through time. Playlist. <laughs> That's sex with happy mates. Put you on a lazy Susan. It's a total fact. The father of the holy toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Let's get guns. Now this is total. Merry Christmas, boys and girls. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. The following episode, oh, ho, 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 fop. <laughs> the following episode of Toe Fop is taped before a live studio audience. <laughs> it's rated Noel. It may contain stories that go nowhere, drunken speculation delivered as fact, and a voiceover guy who says everything written in front of him, even if it's in brackets and clearly not what is meant to be read out. (laughs) That means you, Dixie, what the fuck's going on with that? (laughs) Tofob advises that the show is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15. Ho, ho. Or anyone who thinks that fried halumni is just okay. <laughs> and not the greatest food ever known to man. <laughs> Miners must be accompanied by a virgin mother, three wise men, <laughs> and shepherds. Merry Christmas! Merry... This is John Deke speaking.
Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And Charlie, who's this over here? <laughs> this is Melissa, our stenographer. <laughs> yeah, we fucking did it. We fucking hired a stenographer for a fucking podcast. And we are spending all the money we've made from this show on this terrible decision. It is unbelievable how expensive stenographers are. Now, I know you don't price yourself, there's a market, but my God, it's expensive. So please buy more merchandise, lots of drinks. We have to pay for this stupid in-joke. But on the upside, we are looking forward to breaking into the lucrative Amish podcast market. <laughs> when Will and I first came up with the idea of the stenographer, well, we, we, we thought we'd lose track of thought so often. We need someone to read back to us what we've said. Until all of you pointed out on Facebook that we're doing a podcast and all we have to do is stop it, rewind and listen to what we just said. Maybe we should invent time travel just so we get the podcast right. All we have to do is go back three minutes. Uh, it's nice to have you all here. Uh, by the way, if you were uh, parked in the parking next door, I should say that it's event parking today. It's $25, but if you validate your ticket here, it's like uh, back to normal prices. Because, all right. Yeah, because I fucking care about you guys. He does. I understand that you listen to a podcast. You don't have $25 <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I tell you, can I ask how you do it? Um. <laughs> like, what's the, what's that machine you have in front of you? Because it only seems to have, like, about, like, eight keys or something. Yeah. And so that surely you can't have all the words on eight keys. <laughs> like, how does it work? It's a form of, it's machine shorthand. Uh, and it's... Rise of the machines. They're learning how to communicate. It's happening already. <laughs> Fucking hell, Melissa. She's an Uncle Tom for the she's, human race. Yeah, she's on the inside. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's like that bad guy who likes the computer in person of interest. <laughs> and the obscure references have started already. We'll get on to AFL players from the 70s and 80s in just a moment. More of you fuckers should watch that show. It's a good show. <laughs> but there's one guy in that show, uh, in person of interest, who's, like, on the side of the supercomputer. Hang on, which way? Is this the gym because of Vizel... Yeah. That's right. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> By the way, I fucking love how... What did you do with that one? Kaz Wiesel. Did you just... Were <laughs> you just checking I'm your phone? Did you just go to fucking audio. Wikipedia? What's going on? Did you have to phone a friend? I put the audio on. You, oh, you put the audio on. <laughs> oh, so oh. Got, at least someone's recording this podcast. <laughs> Just make sure the microphone's turned on. We, that took us like 80 episodes to learn that. <laughs> yes, it's the Jim Cazavizel one. And uh, he, um, I love him because he doesn't understand what the jokes are in the script. And uh, <laughs> like he's good at the character, but he doesn't understand which ones are the jokes. And I enjoy that as a choice. And uh, 
and also, um, I, I just enjoy the, the plot of the show. It's kind of an alternative uh, universe sort of show, and uh, and it's all supercomputers and stuff. But the idea is that one of the supercomputers is helping you know humanity, yeah. and the other super. I'm already bored. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. You know what? Fucking Jonathan Nolan tells it better than I do. Uh, okay, he's the producer of the show. I, uh, Christopher Nolan's brother. What the fuck? Do you, have you? Is this the first time you've been here? I. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's a great show. Getting I, you, I know a story about Jim Cazavito. I know someone who worked with him. He did oh, yeah. a film in Australia a while back. Apparently, he likes to do push-ups before every scene, no matter what the scene is. Generally, like actors will do push-ups if they're meant to be exhausted or emotional in a scene because it gets a blood flowing. Every scene. Him eating cereal. He's going to do 50 push-ups before he starts talking. That's my Jim Cazavito fact. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> We were kind of playing. We are also working for fantails. So <laughs> we're going to sell different aspects of trivia after the show. That's how we make the money back. But they're all going to be about Jim Cazaviesel. Yeah, which is not even his name. Fact one. <laughs> Who am I? Not the guy Charlie's been saying. We should release Tofop Fact Fantails. Genius. That would Genius. be... That would be much more interesting for the fantail who am I when you play it at the cinema where you read it out and people try to guess it, right? And because it's always too obvious too early. Yeah, there's no way to open no, them. No. I, uh... Can someone open this for me? Hang on. <laughs> so, oh, fucking look at that. Cheers, thank you. Look at the kid. Can I, can I also get involved in that? Would that be all right? Oh, fucking, oh, there we go. Look at that. That's an OHS issue. This is a sanctioned bottle opener. Thank you. <laughs> I love that, by the way. I love how... Uh, for, like, uh, i tell you what I've loved about this so far, about this podcast process. Firstly, like, it, I didn't even get that... Sorry, you're hanging on. I didn't know if I should... Oh, God. You always should, man. I, um, I, I did not know... Uh, like, we just put it on Facebook and it just sold out straight away, so thank you very much for that. But secondly, some people couldn't come or whatever, so they got on the Facebook page and, like, gave their tickets and swapped their tickets and made sure other people could come. So it's a very nice thing that you've all done and thank you very much for being here today. All right, steady on. We said it's a good thing. Then give yourself a round of applause just yet. Jesus, how up themselves are these guys? <laughs> That's the difference between Charlie and I. He fucking shat on that and I ejaculated. <laughs> Why are you shutting down a round of applause? Who are you, you monster? You're going to make a point about the, the fan community coming together? No, no, that was it. Oh. <laughs> You're right. You getting this? Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I did want to know about the... the, the how, how does it all fit on, like, eight paddles, though? Like, that doesn't mm. seem to make sense to mm. me. How can you explain that in a way I would understand? <laughs> Set your bar low. <laughs> and then I'll explain it to Charlie. <laughs> What I've realised is this is like us going to Wikipedia, but with live Wikipedia. God! <laughs> Do you know anything about Asterix? Because we've got some issues with that. Asterix? Not Asterix, I doesn't forget him. He's a small Frenchman in a Gaulish village anyway, just now. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I bet I know what the shorthand for Asterix is, though. <laughs> What is it? 
You know what? I'll put an asterisk next to that joke and I'll explain it later on. Oh my God, that joke got Inception. Yeah. Layers deep, motherfucker. What's the shorthand for motherfucker? What is the shorthand for motherfucker? Four strokes. Four strokes? It normally takes me five, but... Uh... And uh, how many strokes is Charlie? Two. Well, well. One. Yeah. Is that good? I like the way you looked at that. Like you looked like it was efficiency, one stroke. Like, because I'd already gone to the place that you were going to make it rude, right? Well, I'd already made it rude. Some of these people already had. I was with the ones who made it rude. One stroke, motherfucker, four strokes. Some of you were there, right? Charlie seems to have been in a more innocent place where he was still talking about stenography, where the rest of us were in this dirty place where we were judging people by the length of their stroke. And you had two strokes and I had one stroke and I was like, oh, well, here we go. I'm one stroke and oh, let's hear it. Here's all the jokes about me being, oh, I'm done, right? Like my, you already saw my beard doing it, I suppose. My fucking stenography does it as well. Right? I thought that's where it was going, but you were positive. You were like, oh, he's efficient. No, I meant you ejaculate after one stroke. Oh, that's what I thought you meant. Well, agree to agree. <laughs> So, so what? What are we going to talk about? <laughs> uh, well, you brought something. Charlie always brings something, and that's what I like about these shows. Is there's always some special occasion. There's a diary or a first stand-up routine. <laughs> and I, I thought you might have run out of shit. I was like, well, maybe for the hundreds, we can't. There's nothing left in that. The cupboard may be bare, you know? No. no, it's like the Beatles. I'm just going to keep releasing stuff for 30 years beyond my death. Right, well, that's going to be a good opportunity for your mum so she can two-pack the shit out of it. <laughs> this podcast will be me and your mum in ten years. <laughs> how many strokes is that? <laughs> okay. Now, how many of you uh, either went to or saw the LA Podfest show? Okay, so you guys are up to school. For those of you who weren't there, uh, I went to India when I was 17 years old and I kept this journal while I was there. Now, in LA, I uh, read out some song lyrics that a 17-year-old Charlie had put together for a girlfriend he didn't have. <laughs> and considering I was a virgin, it was bizarre. I was writing a song about being in love and a girl breaking my heart when I really had never been with a girl in my entire life. Yeah, that really speaks to your aunt, lack of ambition. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you were already breaking it up before it had begun. Yes. Live in the moment. Okay. I was just trying to get something going, didn't work. No, I appreciate the vision trip. So um, I thought it'd be appropriate to bring this in because 20 years ago I was in India on Christmas. So I thought I'd just read a little bit. 20 years ago? Yeah. 20 years I was, I was in India for Christmas. Okay. I was 17 years old. I'm 37 now. That's the math. That's right. Do you do maths as well or just India? Okay. <laughs> So, here is... Do you do maths as well? <laughs> like she's the new iPhone. <laughs> Can we call you Siri? <laughs> All right, okay. 
So, <clears throat> here is my entry from Christmas Day. Uh, Hang on, can I just ask Melissa what, just before you start? Yeah, sure. Uh, what is your not? What, what is you like? I imagine you're not transcribing podcasts all the time, right? <laughs> So what, what do you normally do? What's like you, most of the time spent as a stenographer? Is it in court? Is that where most of it is? Court. Okay, so far more entertaining or less entertaining? <laughs> Much more entertaining. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice one. We're beating murder so far. <laughs> when, I, uh, when I called up to book you and I spoke to... Uh, Julie. Julie. And I said, I, t- I tried to explain why we needed a stenographer. <laughs> Talk me through it. I, I, I'm sure everybody would love to hear what you said on that phone call. Okay. So, I think... All right, you be Julie. Okay, I'll be Julie. So, okay. where does she work? What's Julie? Uh, uh, hello, Julie speaking. Oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong number. You've got to say Pacific Transcription. I didn't know that. How was... Hello, Pacific Transcription and Psychics. <laughs> this is Julie speaking. Is that you, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, it is. It is, Charlie. Um, listen, I was just wondering, I'm, uh, I'm doing a live show at the Comedy Store in mm. December. Yep. And I'm just looking for uh, a stenographer to transcribe the show. Hang on, what? <laughs> uh, a stenographer. A stenographer. Yeah, well, we have those. I understand. I've got to be honest with you, the first bit I didn't have trouble with. Yeah. <laughs> this is a place that literally employs stenographers. Uh, that bit I got. It's the fact that you've rung up a stenographer's place and asked for a thing that's never happened before that's got me flummoxed. <laughs> Uh, it's essentially like you rang a shop that had brooms and just went, can, I'm a witch, can I ride on them? <laughs> I mean, I know it's a thing people do, but we've never been asked to do it before. That's... <laughs> what she actually said. <laughs> hang on, uh, hang on. Hang on, I just, I, I, hang on, I just had a little vision. I'm back now, what I actually said was... Yes, we get stenographers for lots of different things. One guy even hired one for a dinner party he had for his 40th. I'm sorry, Charlie. It turns out I'm not psychic. Because I never would have fucking guessed that. All the time. For a, hang on, for a what? For a 40th? A dinner party. A dinner party. He wanted to get together with his friends and he wanted That's a conversation. That's a plot of a fucking murder. Huh? That's like an Agatha Christie fucking novel or something. Like, you invite all your friends to dinner and you've got a stenographer in the corner. Like, it's one of those dinners. You're laughing like that's happening. No, she knows something. She's like, that's exactly what happens, Well, Right, it'd be one of those nights where you've got the stenographer in the corner and everyone's having a delicious meal and you start the meal by going, thanks everyone for coming here tonight. You're my favourite friends, but I have one thing to tell you. By the end of the evening, one of you will be dead. And one of you is the murderer. In stenography, you don't actually document the movement of the person. You don't say he flung his hands back in an effeminate manner. No. No? No, okay, just the dialogue. So, yes, Pacific Transcription, they hire out stenographers. So I said, well, I'm doing this comedy show with my friend. Um, Now, it's pretty stupid, and we go off tangent a lot. 
and we want to have someone on stage that we can banter with. Okay. Do you think you'd be able to I find... I didn't get told that bit. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Julie said, oh, I know just the person. <laughs> so you are the live wire of Pacific Transcription, obviously. <laughs> Melissa's that doesn't the say much. That's right. Yeah, right. I, I am that. the go-to. Are you the one at the Christmas party who's like... Oh, no, because they're in Brisbane. This oh. is... Oh. Oh. I've never seen Julie. Keep money in your Oh, you've never seen Julie? It's all emails. Oh, my God. Now it feels like Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Like they've never met. Maybe yeah. there isn't even a fucking Julie. No, it's just... Maybe Julie's like the computer in person of interest. <laughs> Julie's the machine! <laughs> One person with no friends. <laughs> One oh no, we've new got Will. friend. <laughs> yeah, okay. A good friend. So should we go back to yep, Christmas Day? Christmas Day. I'm in a village called Dudmu. Hang on, what? Dudmu? D-U-D-M-H-U. Okay. Or it could be Dudmu. <laughs> Dudmu! <laughs> That's what Bill and Ted say when they see a cow. Oh, come on. That was a bit better than that. Actually, it's an appropriate response. <laughs> I no. woke up at 2 a.m. Sick, sick, sick. Charlie was a massive fan of, uh, I can't even name the guy. What's one of those idiots who do that thing on SBS? Houses. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> no, 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 you, you, you've, you've misunderstood. I'm not saying everything's great and it's sick, sick, sick. I'm yeah. actually literally sick, sick, sick. <laughs> And I say idiots in an affectionate way. My next, the next sentence will qualify just how sick. <clears throat> I was squirting diarrhea at a rapid rate. <laughs> then I started vomiting also. <laughs> it's lovely that you put in also though. <laughs> Even in that state, you've added an also. It's very lyrical. <laughs> this was happening at intervals of, one, of half an hour to one hour. Oh. I was losing losing. Now, fluid. do you remember if it was like vomiting, then diarrhea? It's the diarrhea. same. It's the same time. It was like it was like a hose okay. with two exit points. But always at the same time. Or, there wasn't like a time. No, of that... course, because your body would contract. It was like my body was trying to force everything out right. through the pores of my skin. Like your body would contract and explode okay. fluid in every direction. Snot also. Probably. If it was runny, it was coming out of me. I was losing the Charlie Clawson story. <laughs> I was losing fluid rapidly. Come morning, Father Hans, who is the, the priest who worked in this village. What was his name? Father Hans Gruber. Father Hans? Hans Gruber. And he said, he said, oh my Merry, God, that's a Christmas story too. He said, Merry Christmas, Charlie. Now I have a machine gun. Oh, oh, oh. Come morning, Father Hans had been notified and he visited me with some uh, pills. I tried really hard to keep them down, but I couldn't. He, he got your pills? Yeah. <laughs> Red Mitsubishis. <laughs> Said these will clean you up. <laughs> you won't shit for days. <laughs> Come Boxing Day, you'll feel terrible. Uh, now these were those, uh, I think they're like to stop you getting dehydrated. They're like, uh, I don't know, anti-dehydration pills. Do they exist? Uh, is there a doctor in the house? No, why would an educated person come to this show? I, um, I had to get vaccinations uh, two days ago because I'm going to Bali for Limo's wedding and uh, um, I've never been to Bali before. Not because I don't like Bali. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been before. I just don't like Australians who go to Bali. 
And I, uh, <laughs> if they weren't there, I'd go there all the time, I imagine. But um, I had to get uh, vaccinations for Hep A and whatever else you have to get, and uh, tuberculosis or whatever. And it's like, I, I was like, oh my God, I didn't feel the injection. And I walked out of the place and I was just so fucking proud of myself. Like, <laughs> Like, like that was a thing. Like, I didn't. Like, I was like, I'm fucking tough. Like, uh, like, here I come. Like, in the one day, I like did not feel an injection, and also hand built a barbecue at my fucking house. Like, it probably should have taken about an hour. It took me three and a half hours, but I fucking did it. And I did both of the. the don't patronise me. And I did both of those things in the one day and I was feeling so fucking manly and then I woke up the next day and I couldn't lift my arm with a jab went in. And now it's two days later and I'm still like, oh, it's really far. He's speaking really fast. Can you keep up with this? He's all right, yeah. How fast, how fast can you type? Like if Eminem came in and just like spat out a rhyme, could you keep up with that? Let's test something out. I'm going to say something no, really quick. No, no, don't, don't, don't. I can't think of one thing to say. <laughs> What's going really fast? I, 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 can't do, I, can't, I can't do it quick. Can you rap something quick? Rap? In the half shell, they're the heroes for. In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crumb I was high with muggings mysterious. Sorry, I can't understand what you're saying. Ah! <laughs> Can you do that? Is that legal? I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, off court, definitely. Well, no, money so off, money off, if mate. If you are on off. charges in the court, just speak yeah. really quick yeah, and really loud. Quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I murdered them, but I don't know if you can prove it. <laughs> I did it, I just did it. I did it, I did it. I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty. I'm really fucking guilty. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. I'm so glad to get this off my chest. So if David Helfgott is ever on charges, he's never going to get convicted. Oh my God, I did this. I just, oh my God. Maybe that's why Bill Cosby spoke like that. Take the rest of the night off, Will. You're done. <laughs> what are you doing? It hurt my arm when my injection went in. When I celebrated my joke, like I kicked a goal. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm bringing into comedy. Fuck sports people. They don't get to have that. You... If I nail a reference during the show, I should be able to be like... <laughs> we can have a hug. You literally hurt your arm trying to pat your own back. It's like that time I did my back trying to suck my own dick. I mean, I... that's really bad. You got that right? That's evidence. We call that evidence, Your Honour. <laughs> what people at home couldn't see was I recreated the experience. <laughs> Yikes! Back to the dark. Yeah. Uh. I'm just adding some shit along the way. No, no, I'm not, I'm not judging you. I'm just wondering. You're just waiting for a cue. Just give me a nod. Okay. Okay, just... <laughs> how, how long do we have to do this? <laughs> this is the bit in the transcription where it's just like a blank page. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's what you should also do in court. Did you do this? <laughs> Hang on, sorry. So when you're doing the transcriptions, um, are you asked to... No, no, I didn't do it. I'm completely innocent. No, no, I, I did, I've never even met them. I was uh, at home watching television the same night. 
So when you're doing the transcriptions in court and they ask you to read it back, you have to read it back, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no. No. Okay, here we go. Father Hans... Father Hans had been notified and visited me with some pills. I tried really hard to keep them down, but I couldn't. I spewed and soiled myself at the same time. Uh, Melissa, could you read back that last sentence, please? about pills yeah keeping them down but I couldn't and spewed and soiled myself at the same time <laughs> this is the greatest Christmas gift ever <laughs> I was exhausted and embarrassed and I had to stand naked in a field and clean myself with a pot of water as farmers walked by why in the middle of the field couldn't you have found like a corner of the field with a because like some shelter? But no, to entertain the farmers. <laughs> because that was the only water source was a river that ran through this field. Oh, okay. sorry, that was a serious answer. <laughs> These people only had that one water source. Well, no, no, that's and right. I was washing my ass in it. <laughs> oh, how's that a kind of? All right, now let's move on. <clears throat> Hans took me to Saint Roma. Uh, oh no, Sister Roma in the dispensary. Sister's a, she's a nun, obviously. I was stopping every 20 metres to excrete. Now, have you noticed I've used a different word to describe shooting every time I mention it? No, no, good choices. Still very popular. I had to stop every 20 metres to excrete. Uh, she also tried to give me pills. <laughs> India's a great country, man. <laughs> Which I could not keep down. They decided that I had lost so much fluid I should be fed on an IV drip. I was so tired, I slept through the whole thing. But I felt better when I woke up, and Father Cronin arrived to take me back to Hazari Barg. Fa Father who? Cronin. He's another oh. priest. I thought you said Father Conan. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so he would have been entertaining. <laughs> now, uh, I just wanted to read one more thing okay. from this diary. What it's important to know about 17-year-old Charlie is he's a wanker. Oh my God. He's the biggest dick. Also, so is 17-year-old everyone. No, I thought you were going to say, that. so is 37-year-old Charlie. I went the other way. <laughs> Apart from that girl who won the Nobel Prize. She's like 15 or whatever. She's great. So I'm going to skip ahead. But most other 17-year-olds, fucking awful, terrible people. Basically, uh, what's happening in this moment is I'm having a crisis of faith. Oh. I want to be a Christian, but I see so much hypocrisy what around is, me. What a story for Christmas. <laughs> so I'm going to skip through this bit, but it's basically me... Uh, Don't skip. Oh, no, you know, Ling linger, man. I'm going to read the whole thing because it read actually the whole sets thing. up. I I, There's I no one in this room who doesn't want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> okay. So this was on the 29th of December, 1994. Okay. The weather's pretty good. I literally said pretty good under the <clears throat> 1994 was about the last time you could say the weather was pretty good. <laughs> Since then, we've fucked the planet. Uh, oh, it's also worth mentioning, uh, for those of you who haven't heard the first entry from this at LA Podfest, I was travelling with a guy I went to school with called Phil. Phil. Phil, good bloke, but I just did not get along with him. I think he actually finished like top at my high school and there's probably some like surgeon while I'm on stage doing a podcast. <laughs> But I was judgmental. I love how you think that being a surgeon is better than being this. Are there 300 people who've paid 20 bucks to see surgery today? <laughs> There's one person paying $8,000 to see a surgeon. Yeah, but they have to. 
that's a that's an easier business model than mine. People don't have to come to comedy. People don't have like to. if laughter really was the best medicine, then I'd have a fucking racket. I'd be like a fucking doctor with guaranteed like doctors don't have to create their own fucking audience. It's inbuilt in our human condition to destroy ourselves, and they just sit back and get rich off the process of our fucking ineffectual. Oh my god, look, it's Russell Brand. <laughs> You saucy <laughs> Melissa? I, I don't know. I, uh, There's only two ways you can go with Russell Brand, which is trying to fuck the nearest person or oh. uh, using big words, and I don't know many big words. <laughs> oh, right. I, now I get it. It's an impression. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to hear after my impressions, and now I get it. It was an impression. Okay, 29th of December, 1994. Yeah. And Phil, remember, there's Phil. <clears throat> Today was another day of nothing, so instead I'll write about anything. Oh, <laughs> how whimsical. Oh my God. <laughs> Were you in Green Day? <laughs> that is like a Green Day verse. Yeah. Today! Oh, that's more Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> in my imaginary song, yeah. Green Day ripped off Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing, Smashing Green Pumpkins, my cover band. We only do two bands, guess what's nice. Uh, today I'll write about anything. Phil has received millions of letters. I've received one. Fillions, would you say? <laughs> Who wants to be a fillionaire? Oh, wait a minute, this guy could do stand-up shows, couldn't he? And just yeah. replace every word that has an ill in it with Phil. <laughs> Phil has received millions of letters and I've received one card. But I bet my one card was ten times more interesting than any of his. Still doesn't even out, though. Like, seriously, if he got millions and you got one card and it was only ten times more interested... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you are still a fair way fucking behind Phil. Like, you've set your sights so fucking low. It's like when you're imagining a girlfriend you couldn't fuck. <laughs> Pray for poor little 17-year-old Charlie. <clears throat> I have come to the realisation that I would be glad to be a Christian, but I do not think I'm prepared to make the necessary sacrifices, uh, thus making myself feel hypocritical. Thus? Then <laughs> this guy is a wanker. I sort of feel like I want to worship my God, my own way, but that sounds selfish and lazy and not the way I want to operate. So... <laughs> okay, Fonz. <laughs> So rather than going to mass obligatorily, is that even a word, obligatorily? Or turning, or turning my back on the church altogether, I've decided to just sit on the sidelines until I'm prepared to make a decision. How's that for conviction? I'm literally gonna sit on the fence. I also feel this is a good chance to look at other forms of spirituality. One thing I have come to learn about my personality is that I am confused. Not in a gay way. That would be okay, but I'm confused. I'm lost between wanting to stand out and wanting to be an ordinary shy person. Oh my God. Now it's a Richard Marx song. <laughs> I think I want attention, or, or. <laughs> By the way, Melissa liked that one. <laughs> I finally got her. <laughs> or, I think I actually want attention for being a shy person. Or maybe I like being an extrovert, yet admire those who are more subdued, and I'm therefore frustrated because I can't be both. 
Yeah. You thought you were much more complex than you oh, are. Sorry. I still do. I would like to disappear into my own little world and write songs. <laughs> Never once played an instrument. I don't know why I thought I was going to be a musician. I'd like to disappear into my own little world and write songs or make films. Well, you know, okay, that would Okay, well, you're making films. But and I, you know what? You could have been like Sia or whatever and like written songs and not necessarily have to perform your songs. You could but have... she's musical, right? Yeah, pretty musical. Sia, <laughs> <laughs> <ya>, pretty musical. <laughs> I'd like to disappear and write songs or make films, but I would miss the attention of my friends. It is sort of like this. If Bung... There was a guy I knew, we called him Bull. It was, it was a different time. A more racist time. If Bull rings me up... It was not a different time. If Bull rings me up and wants to come around for a smoke, I reckon that's really cool and I want to do it. But then I think, I want to go to a nightclub where there's lots of people. I mean, it's ridiculous. I hate nightclubs and I hate the music. And I think a lot of the people who go there are arrogant wankies. But I like being with heaps of people. <laughs> I see my... I see you my, are a complex cat. <laughs> I see myself as a pretty honest and sensitive guy. <laughs> so every time... But also a hammer and a broom. <laughs> So every time I go to these places, I feel like I'm selling out. Yeah, man. I wish I was a musician. Like Dan. Dan was a mate of mine's older brother who was in a band. I wish I was a musician like Dan, who feels no desire to go to nightclubs. Yeah. He's happy to sit around with his mates and smoke and play music. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Dan, man. Knowing the kind of guy I am. Right. Could you ever see me just sitting around and just sitting playing around, music? Just playing music, smoking with Dan? <laughs> Hey, you guys, you hear uh, Dan and Charlie are in a band together. <laughs> They're called the guys who smoke and play music. I'm a geek and a hypocrite. It annoys me that people think I'm one-dimensional. I didn't uh, know people thought, well, uh, old me didn't think that young me, you know, I'm confused. How do people think that? You are clearly fucking multi-dimensional. <laughs> oh, here I wrote what I think people's opinions of me. Charlie. Charlie. Dash. He's outgoing. Funny, but has to be the center of attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. So basically, that's you going. I think I'm too popular. <laughs> oh, Charlie! Everybody's looking at Charlie and listening to Charlie. Charlie, he's outgoing, funny, and has to be the center of attention. But when I'm not feeling like that, people reckon I'm I'm being rude. Well, fuck them. <laughs> In capital letters. All right. Now it's a rage against the machine, so. <laughs> I don't care. I came to the realisation that half the image I put across to people is completely false. Oh, what a complex 17-year-old. Look at you, Kaiser Soze. <laughs> I want to stop being nice to people I don't like. Stop being thought of as an attention seeker, he says in front of a room full of 300 people <laughs> reading a diary from when he was 17. Fine, I like going out, but hey... Why is, what's what the obsession with going out? I'm 17. Right, but is that, is that really a top of mind issue at 17, going out? Yes, I would say raise, raise your hands if that's important when you're 17, yeah? Oh, who are you guys who never went out? <laughs> Mate, they listen to One podcasts. Person. They're in a room listening to something they could download for free. They're in a room watching two idiots who made John Deeks, a respected broadcaster, dress up as Santa. 
and come out at the start of their podcast so a stenographer could write it fucking down. I think they're about the right demo for that. Fine, I like going out. Oh, by the way, the other thing to point out is that this is a journal, but I'm writing it like this is intended to be read by lots of different people. Yeah. Like when I say, fine, I like going out, but hey, that's one part of me, right? <laughs> I'm writing to myself, who am I winking at? Although, ironically, you are now reading it out in front of a lot of people. So in some ways, this is like a fucking awesome time capsule, right? You have nailed it, you wrote it. Like, junior you was much more prescient than you actually thought you were. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I went a bit Russell Brown with Preston. <laughs> that was one part of me, but I'm not like that all the time. And one of these days, I'm going to stay home and play music with Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan. <laughs> Dan's Where's the man. Where's Dan now? I don't know. I have no idea. I lost touch with all my friends in high school. Oh. Apart from Michael Chamberlain. Yeah, Michael Chamberlain. That's yeah. right. Uh, well, you know what, we're at that point where yes. we should uh, yeah, like, do the second half of the show, yeah. right? Okay, excellent. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we kind of thought a lot about what we would do for the 100th show and, and seeing you'd all agreed to come already, we thought it should just be a show where we had, you know, the things that we love about the show that have been part of the show for the 100 shows that we've done. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage our guest, uh, Mr. John Dex! Is there a roll of toilet paper this large backstage at the comedy store? Why, why do you comedians need so much toilet paper? There's so much shit! Oh! Yes. That is literally why. Yes. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah, it is huge. Um, yes. <laughs> Why? It's a toilet, don't it? Well, it reminds me of a story I told very early on Tofop about Jamie Jury, but I, uh, I guess I shouldn't go into it here. Listen to some old episodes. <laughs> that is really bizarre. Can I just say um, that I am... Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> That's someone's mum, isn't it? It's like someone's mum. Well, someone's. We're all someone's daughters. We're all someone's sons. <laughs> How long are we looking? <laughs> Down the barrel of a gun. Uh, it's still relevant today. Everybody get a copy of this uh, transcript. Oh yeah, that's show? the thing. Okay, we should mention, we should mention that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We are idiots. <laughs> we had this idea that maybe with having Melissa here and we get the transcription done, that we would do a limited edition release of tonight's show to be made available to purchase to hopefully... Right, that'd be fun, right? the fucking money we have That'd be a fun idea. It's a great By idea. We're, we're smart people. Businessmen. Yeah, we are the next, like, Apple, I think. I thought that maybe Melissa was going to transcribe it all, then put it into Braille for those people who couldn't hear. And they could, they could, seriously. Dexy, Dexy, they, they can't see. We don't need to pump any more shit on them by making them go through our podcast. Now, Dexy, I said that in jest one day on the podcast, because I'm an idiot. And, well, they can't. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, I just want to say, can I, 
I just want to say I am shitting myself on stage oh, here up. with the You've two of you. Well, lucky, lucky we have a lot of toilet paper here. <laughs> and that's why they have a roll this big out the back of the comedy store. Because what a 63-year-old warm-up guy is doing on stage with uh, two very, very cool, funny guys. And Melissa. Thank you. <laughs> Melissa, when you transcribe that, you can say three really cool people. I don't mind. I won't double-check. Yeah, I'm, happy for, I'm not even going to read it back, Melissa. You want it, whatever you want it. Two cool guys and yeah. one babe. <laughs> yeah. I could get up last night and stand up in front of 100,000 people in the domain and talk to them quite happily and not feel at all at, at, at ill at ease, but... Being here is, is, I find, very, very uh, weird and intimidating. No. Well, it's weird, that's for sure. <laughs> it's weird. We made it just look like Santa. This is brilliant, because either in this room there are two types of people. There are people in this room who are very excited that you're here because you've been a great part of this podcast all the time we've done it, or there's people in the audience that are going, how do I skip this bit? <laughs> <laughs> and either way, right now, they're making a choice in their heart, and... <laughs> It, it, it is very exciting because I've, um, I've been following you and uh, I, I've, I've seen many of your shows and you have, and I mean this, thank I've you, got a you. 12-year-old oh, him, you mean that uh, daughter and uh, you have made me think about a lot of issues. You have made me think about a lot of issues um, that I would not have thought of before. And uh, I remember when you were doing the comedy club in, in uh, the comedy shows in Melbourne at the, at the big theatre and... I still today, and I honest, on my daughter's life, this is true, I went to the sushi, sushi train here in, in Sydney, and the train was going around, and I saw something over the other side, and I thought, I want that. Would Charlie or would Will lean over and take it on the other side of the train before it came around? Yeah. What would Charlie do? What would Will do? Yeah. And what did you do? Uh, <laughs> I waited till it came that, around. That's what I Will thought. would do. <laughs> Will would wait. I'd take it. You know, you think, oh, shit, that's the thing I want. Yeah. Um, I, I would wait. You would wait. I, I'm, I'm big on process, Dexy. <laughs> like, for a person who thinks I'm a real rule breaker, in my head, my imaginary version of myself, you know when you have that imaginary version yeah. of yourself? Yeah. Mine is that I'm some sort of fucking rebel who, like, says what I want and does what I like and all this nonsense. But the truth of it is that if, like... We buy tickets to a cinema that like has like the seats that you have to sit in, and even if that cinema is like empty, and the people you're with are like, Wait, let's sit there now, and I'm like, oh, we probably should sit in it. <laughs> like, I am really that guy, so yeah, I would let the train go around. In fact, I often let it do another lap just in case <laughs> someone else changed their mind. I don't want to. Can I ask, Dixie, when you're meeting like a stranger or talking to someone and they hear your voice, how often do they go, huh? Yeah, well, they, uh, especially when I'm in the supermarket and I'll go, I'll have some of those wheat picks. <laughs> oh my God, it's like oral velvet. Oral velvet. Oh my God. Or I walk into JB Hi-Fi and I go, JB, you've done it again. Uh, can we hear all of them? Can you do like, come on down? Hey, yeah. oh, can you just come on down? Uh, we... well, okay, well, tell me this first. Oh, I, I got excited. 
let's do all this. This is so sad. This is so sad. It's so great. It's not sad. It's brilliant. But tell me this. You you must bust it out at the businesses that you have done that for. Like, you must do it as your tagline at the end, right? Like, they've got to do the transaction. You've got to get the JB. And then you've got to drop the JB. You've done it again. Which doesn't sound like that, obviously. That's another one of my great impressions. But it is it is fun to sort of because um, like when you're in a restaurant and the waiter's rude to you or something, he says you cannot have that, and you sort of go, well, actually, yes, I was right, and you were wrong. <laughs> and they go, oh shit. That's amazing. Uh, it's and like, it's like God is suddenly talking to you. <laughs> tell me about uh, well, I, I want to know so much about you, but tell me about firstly about Carol's uh, last night in yeah, the it domain. Big. It was big. It's a, it's a massive event, isn't yeah, it? Like, it is. And so what, what was your role at Carol's last night? Well, just um, saying hi to the crowd, looking after the VIP section, looking Ooh. after my good friends from Woolworths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're just making that one up. That's not a thing. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Woolworths. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that was great. And uh, so sort of talking to all of those folks and then just uh, getting the crowd, so warm up the crowd, if you will, but mm. just making if them all feel as one, because there's a lot of folks who are from out of town People from the Northern Hemisphere who'd never experienced a warm Christmas and... Oh, shit. Oh, it takes me. This is the uh, editors from Sunrise. Uh, hi, Dixie. Dixie, it's Chris Page. How are you going? Good, mate. What's up? Uh, I'm singing a voice that Surprise Surprise needs to air this evening. Oh, uh, what's it for, mate? It's for the Sunday night Sunrise promo. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to come in and do it because I haven't got my gear with me. Can I come into Martin Place and do it? Uh, yeah, how far away? Oh, I'm at the the, the comedy club in um, uh, Moore Park, but I'll uh, I'll come over. The, you know, what I'm doing here won't take much longer, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing is dying in the ass, so I'll... I'm on stage right now, but... What we planned originally about you calling has worked out perfectly. Uh, so I'll be there in about an hour, mate. Okay. Thanks, matey. All the best. Oh. Amazing. Fuck, if you get a call from the cash cow in five minutes... <laughs> Cash cow. What? I have been. Oh. There's more the than one door. cash cow. I have been it's the like cash Batman. cow. It's like Batman. And Who's I was your favourite cash cow. I was behind, and that suit it, it stinks. Oh yeah. It smells like I don't know. It smells what does like, it smell like? Uh, it's a Santa outfit. Oh no, that Santa outfit wasn't bad, except the the beard. Someone there'd been like some smoking guy. I don't know. Someone been uh, chuffing on it. <laughs> I, gee, oh. Only medically. So, any, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and, and I was behind Koshi and, and Mel at that stage, and I, I'd done uh -huh. the cash cow thing, and I'd, I walked off, and I thought, how can I make this? I'll do some business here. Right, so you've got to, you've got to do I some business a, when you're the cash cow. <laughs> so I did a pratfall behind them, and uh, which is like I sort of like did this big, you know, theatrical fall over. Right, as the cow. As the cow. Like as, as if the cow had tripped or just <laughs> that's like it. I, fainted I, or I, what? No, no, no. I, I actually. Oh, like, that I was sounds utterly ridiculous. 
Oh, Charlie. Charlie, that's cheesy. <laughs> Don't milk it. Anyway. This is only the night for the cream of our comedy. I made the promo say, fuck you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to skim off your story. I... Yeah, it sounded like a lot of bull. <laughs> oh, come on, it's the same thing. Oh, yeah, right. You don't see sexuality, that's right. <laughs> I'm very but confused. My, my, uh, the peak of my career, apart from doing this, is uh, this year was my very first time uh, of uh, being... In, in Melbourne, they have a thing called the My Christmas Windows oh, that yeah, you would have yeah, grown up with. Yeah. And this year... Very famous. Pause. I am the voice of the Christmas window. Hang on, the, the windows have got a voice now? Yeah, the windows have got a voice. It's a, it's a Christmas story and I'm Father Christmas and it's the three bear... Oh. Well, so you were prepped for this job. Well, can did you I just call you in the middle of the show? Just doing our show? Did I, uh, Sunrise Editors, did I just call you in the middle of the show? Jesus, sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> Can I write back? Yeah. <laughs> Text, yeah. yeah. Okay, with sunrise editors, they'll call you back. Watch. Okay. <laughs> Just for the record, I... I oh, you do say, here you go. <laughs> we'll throw together some... <laughs> read, read the rest of it. We'll throw together some old stuff. Cheers, anyway. Apologies again. <clears throat> yes. I'm very mad. you know that promo stuff is very hard to do I remember once I had to do and it was uh, you had to do it in 15 seconds was, and it was like uh, orphanage burns down in Sydney uh, you know 30,000 people are killed in an earthquake and Kylie Minogue's new underwear range <laughs> you know hey Dixie there's one thing I'd love for you to do for me I wasn't with your beautiful velvety voice can you just read out this, this lyric for me? But do it as if you are doing, you know how you do the sign off of like, you know, uh, you know, this show is brought to you by blah, 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 blah. So that kind of enthusiasm. But just read, read these lyrics for me, would you? Okay. Um, lots of enthusiasm, lots of pep. <laughs> Straight order, Compton, it's a brother that'll smother you, mother. And make your sister think I love her, dangerous motherfucker, raises hell. And even if I get caught making bail, see, I don't give a fuck. That's the problem. I see motherfucker cop, I don't dodge him, but I'm smart, lay low, creep a while, and when you see punk punk pass, I smile. This is John Deke speaking. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, now... Do you have to go, or is that all done? No, no, no. Apparently, they've got some old stuff they can <laughs> like, throw what together. What do you really mean by that? What is I old have stuff? No, I don't, Tomorrow morning on Sunrise. Don't worry about oh, heading she over. She something funny. Yeah. <laughs> the Spice Girls' new album. And One Direction. Are born. Something, something, something. <laughs> Are born. <laughs> old. Old. Right, forget it. <laughs> So anyway, I do many things in my life. I love life. that they reported that on <laughs> They should claim that. They got Julie from Pacific Transcription with her telekinesis. Because <laughs> that's not even the right psychic ability, is it? Telekinesis is moving objects with your mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. 
So I do a lot of what would Will do. Okay, so, so what, in what other regard? Oh, um, <laughs> things like when you talked about, you know, uh, marriage equality. Yeah. You did a big thing about that, and I, that made me think. So you make me think about stuff. So it looks, it looks like you were texting while he's trying to talk I'm to you. I'm sorry, am I boring you, no, Mr. Anderson? I was just explaining to these guys, he's not texting. Will is prepping Booking the next flood. part of, the, of tonight. I, I, but I, it did look... In a full one dent of peppers, like you're no, ignoring no, no, this. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. So, uh, before I came to the show, mate, I discovered my printer didn't work and I was going to print out the questions that people asked on the Facebook page that I was going to get Dixie to read the Would You Rathers. Uh, but I couldn't print out the thing because my printer didn't work. So I was trying to look them up on the Facebook page so I could get it. So, I wasn't texting. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm totally involved in this show. I don't want people to think I was... You know what? We don't even need to do that. Let's just be funny now. I just... I, I, I just want to... <laughs> What, what? Someone to take a photo of us up here. <laughs> oh, hang on, Dixie's doing crowd work. <laughs> Security. I've thrown my phone away and Dixie's gone rogue. <laughs> oh my god, look at this. I'm like, I like this. We're podcasting someone taking a photo. <laughs> this is our version of the Alan selfie. Pass it around! <laughs> Uh, I don't want to abandon that segment. I think it's a good idea, Will. That's going to give my... See, it gives me so much... Find? It gives me so much credibility. Just for a minute. Okay. okay. All right, so... Dixie, can we run through some of your greatest hits? Save the hips! Oh, oh that's not funny. Is that your doctor? <laughs> No, Will's doctor has like dreadlocks and a fucking Rastafarian thing. You know what? Did you read that article in the paper the other day about who the number one earning musician in the entire world was? Dr. Motherfucking Dre. Yep. So you know what? Oh, what demotivates you? <laughs> number one earning musician. He's the first uh, rap billionaire, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, the first rap billionaire. billionaire. Yeah, and he's also not a doctor. <laughs> I don't even know what that sentence means, but it made more sense in my head. Uh, Dixie, can we run through some of your greatest hits? Well, can um, you just please say, Charlie, come on. <laughs> Charlie Clawson, come on down! <laughs> Did you ever get the name of a person that you couldn't pronounce? Did you ever get one that... Oh, there was, you know, like Mary Custom, like, 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 like this, you know, sort of, there was a lot of Greek names, especially in the early, you know, the, the, the prices rights. Um, you get a lot of uh, uh, folks who, who really had extraordinary names. And I would just blabble through them, like, uh, you know, just pretending I knew exactly... So you don't do, it like, a check with them beforehand? Nah, no, no, no. It's a bit like this show, you know, just... just... <laughs> Terrible? Yeah. No. Your just... wife's name's not Dawn, is it? Dawn? Why? Dawn? No. No, oh, okay, no, no reason. Oh. <laughs> Why is she texting you? <laughs> yeah, there's this woman called Dawn Deeks. <laughs> Dawn, but you, you have worked with my niece, Sally Kimpton. Oh, oh I love Sally. Yes, yeah, Sally Kimpton, and uh, but she's the only because uh, most of the family's not mad. So. Um, <laughs> But Sally's all right, but the rest are pretty crazy. What else do people know you from? Uh, Price JB, is right. Price um, is right. Yeah, look, uh, Wheel of Fortune for a long time with uh, Adriana did. Burjo probably did. What time is it? <laughs> uh, 
Now he's very live. He's very live, living in person. Uh, he's great. How uh, much gold jewelry? He will never ever hear this. You know, I will tell you this about Burjo. Now that it's come up, Burjo fucking tweets me all the time. Does like, he? Yeah, DMs me. Like Burjo and oh, I know wow. each other. Because back in the old days, we were getting into Triple Day J to do stuff on the radio and stuff. And we didn't take care being friends. So when I go to Perth to do my shows and stuff, like on Virgil's show. But occasionally, you'll just like DM me. And it's such a fucking... Sounds you know, dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> he like, he DM my brains out. It's just weird when you wake up and you got a DM from Virgil. Yeah. I'd go see a doctor if I had a DM from Virgil. <laughs> But then again, I also am doing a podcast with John Dex, so who fucking knows? Oh, was, that, was that a put down or was yeah. it a put up? No. Oh, come on. My, my, wife so or wi- my wife and I were up put in up. Uh, Did someone say it's a put up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, um, and uh, working with uh, the wonderful uh, Andrew O'Keefe on uh, Deal or No Deal for 10 years. So I've basically been doing game shows every week. For... What was that? Hashtag fail. Hashtag fail. Oh, do, you, do you work on hashtag fail? I love that show. <laughs> I love a bit of deal. I'm, 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 I'm a bit into the deal, but can I say this? Um, okay, maybe you can read this one. Here we go. This is like a wood. Can you read that small? That yeah, okay? I can. But can you do a. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll give it a shot. But can, uh, uh, but can you do I can't Skype? Because of what my doctor gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Over that one in the middle. The one that's from, yeah, from yeah. Scott. Okay. No, that's, but before you do it, yeah. can you just give it a bit of like Dixie flavour, like game show host? Like welcome Will and Charlie to whatever show. What is this show called? Would You oh, Rather? Would You Rather. Okay. So welcome us to Would You Rather. The contestants are Charlie and Will and then you can... Hi and welcome back to Would You Rather 1 or 2? Would You Rather A or B with Charlie and Will. Welcome along everybody. And here's our first question from, from Scott Burton. Scott writes, Would you rather see the Bulldogs win a premiership or win a gold Logie? Now, I think we can also say, would it be the Bulldogs or the Saints win yeah, a yeah, premiership yeah, yeah. or win a gold Logie? Do you want to go first? Uh, I mean, I'd rather see the Saints win a premiership. Like, I put in... Here's the thing, Will and I, uh, we met up on Friday night and we uh, were hanging out with some friends and some of them were kind of like young and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and they it asked us... It was a surprise party. It was a surprise party in that we didn't realise the party was going to happen, but it yeah. did. It was a surprise to me and it was at my house. <laughs> and uh, these, ki- these kids were... Uh, uh, what, sorry? Yeah, now these kids, these kids were uh, rugby league kids, and they were asked about AFL. And so I said, "You guys go for the Bulldogs and the Saints. What are those like?" And we said, "They are the two most unsuccessful teams in the history of the AFL." Now there is no rule that you have to follow a team. Like you can you can back for whoever you want. You can back right. for a team that's won like twenty premierships. But we have both chosen teams that underdeliver again and again and again. I've always said to people, barracking for the Saints is like going out with a girl who cheats on you every year. And every year she says, I am so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm 100% committed to you, just give me one more chance. You're like, okay, I'll give you another chance. And then she goes and does the entire league. But I still barrack for them. So I would choose the Saints over a gold Loki, surprising as that is. Right, but there is no logical reason for that. Fucking Daryl Summers could fuck me in the ass on live TV with a gold logo. <laughs> if the Bulldogs won a premiership. I, I would be willing to make that sacrifice. Daryl could take his gold logies and insert them in my anus on national television. As long as people knew that's why the Bulldogs won. I 
And Melissa, could you just Will? Read, can, you, can I just say, Melissa, can you read Will? Back, read back that Will? last? Uh, wait, wait, John, 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 John. This is important. I need Melissa to read back Will's last statement, please, for the courtroom. Fucking Daryl Summers. Yeah! <laughs> I think I lost the plot a bit about that stuff. <laughs> if the Bulldogs won a premiership, I would be willing to make that sacrifice. Daryl could take his gold blogie and insert it in my anus on national television as long as people know that the Bulldogs won. Okay, you know what? It was worth the money. That was worth it. 100% worth every dollar. In fact, you're going to get a tip. <laughs> oh. oh, God. We, we, yeah. have to, we have to finish up. It's not very long from now. I, I, I want... Have I got time to get to the Sunrise Studios? <laughs> no, we'll just do a best of. All right. <laughs> I, I'm going to get you to do another one if I could, please. Uh, but, Charlie, I'm going to have to fill in. Uh, um... Uh, so anyway, yeah, work, I've done game shows every week <laughs> for 33 years, yeah. 33 years, and I don't know if there's anybody out there who knows math, but if you... Uh, she doesn't. <laughs> we established that earlier in the show. Um, actually, why don't you just go on mic uh, here, and uh, where's the, uh, the adding up thing? That, here we are. This is like just a sign of where we're at as, a, as, as like a species. We're at a live comedy show, and there's two guys in their fucking <laughs> Yeah, one dude holding a beer. Mate, <laughs> uh, this is fucking multimedia. <laughs> I would like to... I oh, this is the most multimedia a show's ever been. Like, we're doing it live. We're all on our fucking phones on the internet. We're recording it. We're fucking videotaping it. And we have a fucking stenographer. We're covering all forms of media. We might be the most multimedia anyone has yeah, ever exactly. fucking been. Pick a media that we don't have. We just need someone chiseling into a fucking And then, tablet. you know what? And I'll tell you something, because I do, uh, the, like, a live gigs. They have various artists come out and work on the shows. And uh, the kids now, they don't clap. They're all just going, holding up their phones. What do you and mean? It, well, they're not, not... They're just, like... They're not into the moment of the show. Yeah, They've right. all got their phones up. Fucking these kids. These I mean, fucking not fucking kids, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Um, Melissa, could you read back what Charlie said? <laughs> you don't have to read that back. I don't want it on the record that you said it, just Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson! A new sitcom coming out next year. I was in a... Oh, no, that's not a good story for now. <laughs> I, uh... I love it. Did you find another one? No, it's hard right. to look him up on the phone. So here's what I think we should do, Charlie. Uh... We've got a couple of people in the room who won tickets, right? This... There's a couple of people. Cut your hands. You could win tickets to this? I know. <laughs> there was a couple of people who suggested, would you rather? Oh, fair enough. And then, so what I think we could do, because I can't look them up, but we know that <laughs> right? We're so Well, shit. let's go out to the audience. <laughs> Who has got you would rather? Would you rather? Who, yes, we have over here, young lady. Would you please stand up? Thank you very much indeed. Well, it's fine. Hi, it's welcome along, and your name is? Ali. This is Ali, everybody. Yes, Ali. Um, so this was the question that I asked on the Facebook page thing. 
Um, would you rather be friends with Matt Damon and co-write screenplays, but uh, Batman never existed, Christopher Nolan's? Or would you rather be Christopher Nolan, but everyone in the show business hated you? Uh, well, I know what he's going to say. I'd like rather be Christopher Nolan. I don't give a shit if everyone hates me. <laughs> Not everyone hates me. I love me. I love Christopher Nolan more than I love me. That's how I finally get to love myself in a Buddhist way. My question is... You know how you're meant to love yourself more than anybody else? That's the secret of fucking life. I could only do that if I was Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Isn't that how you hurt your back? Loving yourself? <laughs> you know what? It actually hit me in the face. That's where it went wrong. What is your name, sir? Matt. Matt? Oh, Matt Damon? <laughs> Close. Uh, would you rather have Russell Crowe as your guest Charlie number one and he, he spends the first 30 minutes of every episode reading poetry <laughs> or you get to keep Charlie as your guest Charlie as your Charlie hang on wait a minute he doesn't get to keep me this is our podcast you make him sound like the monkey <laughs> or vice versa you get to keep Charlie slash Will but you have to chop off his pinky fingers oh. Uh, whatever the answer is, it means I get to hurt him. <laughs> oh, I'm saving your fingers. Oh, that's so sweet. To get Russell Crowe, though. I have to listen to his poetry for half an hour. Good point. Now the podcast goes for three and a half hours, and three hours is of me making fun of his poetry. <laughs> it's a really great podcast. Oh, we've got another one out there, have we, Dixie? Yeah. Andrew, one more. That's it, one more. Andrew. Which Batman would you prefer to be? Hang on, what? Which, which, which Batman would you prefer to be? Well, you know what I love about that is that's not someone who's sent in a question. That's someone who's like, fuck it, I'm going to get involved. He's basically hijacked. Anyway, I don't care. There's Dixie with the microphone. I'm, I'm Spanish ass! Uh, now, is, it the, is the question really what Batman, what Batman do you want to be or which Batman... Walk. <laughs> it's a multimedia show. Is the question really what Batman do you want to be or which is your favourite Batman? No, what Batman would you be? That's better than which is your favourite. And DC, I want you involved in this. Okay. Uh, I love that we're all standing up now like we're going to sing a song at the end. <laughs> Come on down. He if said, come on me. down. Come on down. No, no, I'm not. No, no, no. This is not as frightening as I thought it would be. No. Why no, the hell were you frightened by oh, us? Well, because you're funny and I'm not. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Uh, no. Don't buy it. Turn me. your frown upside down. This is John Deeks coming down. <laughs> Wow, he's amazing. He rhymed down with down. Being part of your... Being part of... some lyrics, come see me after this show. And I'd like to now apologise... Jesus Christ. Sorry. Can I leave now? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's been a slight uh, issue with the toilet paper. Uh, obviously, Will's... Oh, yeah! <laughs> Will's special medicine... 
has started to wear off. Where would we be without DC? I think this show is peaking. That is John Deeks speaking. I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for coming on the show. Can we have a big round of applause for Melissa? Can we have a massive round of applause for John Deeks? Ladies and gentlemen, my co-podcaster, Will Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Clawson. Thank you, everybody. Good Thank night. you very much. Thank oh, you good afternoon.